Thank you for joining us for another episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm always so happy that we can talk and have those conversations that go unsaid or we've put off having. Can We Talk are those conversations to inspire and inform you so that we can grow together. Can We Talk reminds you to talk it out even when the message tends to be a little hard or the topic is too taboo, can we talk? Are those conversations that encourage you to show up every day and be your best? So since you're here, turn up the volume, tell a friend, and let's start talking. Today on Can We Talk with Demi and Friends, we have a guest over. Her name is Ayana Thomas. Ayana is busy these days, operating under several giftings and talents. She is a woman of faith, a mom, a writer, a mentor, life coach, and a friend. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Ayana is an organizational consultant and advisor, demonstrating success in people development in varied areas working with the federal government and higher education, the private sector, and with religious organizations. She is a pre-doctoral candidate, and she currently holds two master's degrees, one in religious studies and counseling from Howard University School of Divinity, and she holds another master's degree in education and human development from the George Washington University. Now, Ayana leverages her experience to create personal and professional development content that is desirable and dynamic for everyone. Her goal is to help people reach and then succeed at their highest potential, whether it's influencing people in a one-on-one setting or through teaching in a group. Ayana believes that we are all purposed to do great things and sometimes with a little help. She wants everyone to know that reaching purpose requires intentional action. Ayana is the founder of Liberty Rights, LLC, and she has written two books, Life Light and Time's Up, to help people all over the world pursue Howard living. And she has agreed to come and talk with us today about career development and career counseling. I thought it would be a great idea to have that converse, to have this conversation now, especially while we're uh, in graduation season and a lot of young people are making career decisions about what to do next or what to study in college. Do I even go to college? What vocation speaks to me? And is that part of my calling? How do I use those gifts and talents? Or can I even incorporate my passion and my talents into my career? And maybe someone wants to recreate themselves or just change their careers. Well, we're going to get all of those questions answered today. So let's welcome our friend Ayana. Ayana, thank you for joining us today on Can We Talk? with Demi and friends. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And congratulations to you for launching out 
uh, into this new space. I'm so excited to see all the things that you are doing. So thank you so much. But congratulations to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate having people of your caliber here just to um, share your wisdom with us that, you know, that means a lot. Listen, when I said, guys, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the tip of the iceberg. So we're going to give you information about how to contact her later and look on her website and just see all of the many um, areas where she's able to uh, give professional advice and shaping and just helping you to, you know, draw out those things that you need. So we'll talk about that more in just a few minutes. Um, So I guess right now to just go ahead and dive into our conversation uh, as it relates to career counseling. um, When people come seeking, seeking you out for help, what does that process look like? Look, you know, what does that resemble? Sure. So everybody, you know, every situation is unique and every situation is different. And what I will say is my approach really is to to listen to people and to uh, try to get a sense of what they need before I try to prescribe a course of action. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, uh, the one thing that I always tell clients is that, you know, I'm not really a transactional type of person. So it, for me, it's not so much about, you know, you pay me this amount of money and I deliver this service mm-hmm. or I provide this product. For me, it's really about hearing what is going on in your situation, what your challenges okay. might be, and really trying to work with you through those situations. So um, I, one of my star clients, and I call her one of my star clients because she, uh, she and I have been working together for less than a year. And she's been promoted four times over the course wow. of the last year. Um, okay. and, and, and so, you know, she, she came upon a unique situation and she reached out to me for career counseling. And so, again, it, it really just depends. Sometimes it's folks that are, um, are trying to navigate a, a job transition. And so they want to change from one career mm-hmm. to another career. And in some cases, those careers are not, uh, not related at all. And so they need some support. Um, you know, navigating that space, being able to answer questions about jobs that they may not have a great deal of experience with, but might have interest with, okay. or they may not have uh, the experience on paper, but they've done it at church or in the community and other spaces. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times those conversations, you know, the conversation, uh, I really just try to cultivate it in a way where I can gather as much information mm-hmm. as possible and then from there, you know, say, well, you know, these are the things that you can do to either bridge the gap between your resume and where you're trying to get to or to resolve the conflict in your workplace or, you know, whatever, whatever the issue that they're presenting might be. Um, and then the other thing that I find often is that a lot of times people will come to me for one thing, but the problem mm-hmm. is really a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, the benefit of having the conversation People don't like to to um, talk anymore. They just want to cash at you or they just want to, well, let me just pay you to do this. And it's like, no, 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 it's, it's not that mm-hmm. it's not that simple. Um, yes. I really need to hear what's going on. And from there, I usually will uncover two or three things. And sometimes they're personal. Sometimes the yes. issue is not with the job. The issue is with the individual. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we work through that. And so again, it, it, it varies for each person, but I really like to just be available to hear what is needed and then try to, try to make a plan from there. That's, 
Great. And I heard all of that. So uh, that kind of like goes into my next question, but to make sure that I'm clear. So it's definitely it's not about pay me and I do all the work. I want to build a rapport with you. I want, a, you know, that's the, you know, we're saying career counseling. So that's the relationship we're mm-hmm. and this is sure. a co- this is a collaborative approach. I can't pull out what's in your head if we're not, you know, sitting down, having a conversation, because oftentimes those things go unsaid. And I really like what you said when, you know, they're doing it almost sounds like I know for me, I've done the work, but how do I articulate it? So mm-hmm. the person so I'm I'm explaining myself on paper. You know, I'm allowing my resume to speak for me, to go ahead of me, you know, to represent Uh me well. So that's good. That's very important for people to know. It's like you uh, even when it's confusing, it seems that you have someone uh, like yourself who's able to ask those questions. And that's a big part of it. Asking those questions that gets the other person mind to thinking, because sometimes we'll just keep it into ourselves, but not until we kind of like verbalize it, that it makes kind of sense. And now you can help us shape, um, shape, I guess that question into um, something that we can work with or something that you can work yeah. with together. So that's great. Yeah. So um, my next question was going to be, do you have to do a little investigating about the person like through the interview and all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do a whole lot of investigating. Um, uh, it really, it depends on, on why someone has come to me and what their challenges are. Mm-hmm. Um you know, for the most part, I can tease out the information that I need through just general questions mm-hmm. um, and, and an understanding of the industry, right? So, you know, if they, if someone is trying to, to navigate you know, maybe a promotion into management, right? So I'll listen mm-hmm. to some of the challenges that they may say that they have been having. I've been applying to these kinds of jobs and I haven't been able to get, you know, get them or get past the interview or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, and so it's not, I don't really do a whole lot of investigating because, uh, in full transparency, the time that I invest with mm-hmm. the client is, is, is the time that I invest. Okay. Um, and so outside of that time, I rarely am not, you know, I'm not like talking people on the internet or yeah, anything no, like that. No, not that. that. You know, not like that type of <laughs> Who has time for but, that? <laughs> no. Yeah, but, um, but no, I, I typically try to tease out as much information as I can. And then like, while we're, while we're speaking, you know, somebody may say something and I may Google something really just to kind of help mm-hmm. guide the conversation. Like, you know, have you considered jobs in this field or in this right. industry? Okay. Or if you start here, then you can kind of go there. So so it, it definitely is a working session, if you will, where mm-hmm. it's not just like a, a back and forth question. It's just like, let's, I want to maximize your time and your money, right? So I want to get, I'm not going to waste, drag my feet. We're going to get straight to the point and we're Mm -hmm. really going to, it will be useful to you. Um, And so, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, I definitely didn't mean like a stalker type investigator. No, you know, just a interview of, as we mentioned, you know, asking those questions that, you know, give you those uh, the the answers you need to go to a certain direction. Okay. Yeah. Can, so, I, can I add one thing? Though, based on something you said. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I will say, um, because you mentioned that uh, I am a woman of faith, one thing that I will say that I have seen uh, pretty common uh, is that people try to get ahead of God. 
Mm, and so they on, are frustrated in their position. They don't like their manager. There's all these different reasons why people will come to me. And a lot of times I have to redirect them to what the guys say. Like at the mm, end of the mm. day, I can tell you this, you can apply to all these guys, but at the end of the mm-hmm. day, especially for people who I know are people of faith, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, what, do, what is God telling you? What is he saying? Because there may mm-hmm. be something that you need to learn in this particular yes. situation. Yes. Um, and so quite often I have to redirect people to what, what their faith is saying as opposed to what their flesh might be saying in the situation um, that's prompting them to feel like they need to do something to make a move or to do something different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's very important. And I, uh, I was definitely going to kind of like uh, broach that conversation. So we'll definitely talk as we're having our conversation about sure. God's will for our lives. You mm-hmm. know, we're t- I talked about, you know, the gifting, the talents, the calling. So Definitely. I can't navigate through life with me thinking, oh, I think I should be doing this. I'll be popping all around everything, you know, trying something and really not finding fulfillment in the thing that I was called to do or that using a a gift or a talent to incorporate that into, you know, actually making a living and enjoying it. Cause a lot of times uh-huh. we'll choose something and that's not the thing that we, you know, that we operate in or we flow in. And I think it's a delicate balance in trying to find those things. And it's not always the easiest thing to do because sometimes I don't think we trust that that is what God is calling us to do. You know, we think, oh, that's just, you know, that's just something I do. No, that's just something God is giving you to do. So trust that. Okay, so that's good. Um, So I guess my what I wanted to know, especially with, you know, school coming to the academic school, you're coming to a close. Mm And you do work uh, in higher education, uh, helping people. in varied areas and you can speak Uh to that. But whenever you've worked with young people, like getting ready to enter college or going to grad school, um, what are some of the key things um, that you do to help them get to that next stage in life? Yeah. So um, even with my babies, I'm pretty aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, a lot of times I, the young people that I work with will reach out to me because they're, they feel they're in this awkward adult space where, mm-hmm. you know, their, their parents are paying the bills, but they are trying to find their independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, the, the conversations that I'm having with them are around, you know, learning how to respect those boundaries because you can't act a nut and, and your parents are paying the bills. You mm-hmm. have, there are some, lines that you have to stay within but within those lines what are you able to do and Mm -hmm. I think even with young people is trying to figure helping them to figure out you know what are the things that give you the greatest joy and you know if you're if your mom and dad all your life have expected you to to go to school and become a lawyer but that's not where your passion is how do you how do you either find something that you're passionate about within the boundaries that you have or how do you communicate to them and help them to understand where you are in a way that is a win-win for, for both of you? So a lot of times mm-hmm. with young people, I'm in, in more of a media space. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, so, and it's a great space to be in because it's such a wonderful place to see young people 
developing and asking questions about things that they either don't know or things that they may have been told, but they're finding, you know, is not true. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a really um, organic relationship. And I appreciate, again, the opportunity to be able to mentor and guide um, young people. But I think just in general, um, advice that I've given young people in the last year is to really be mindful of the time in which we're living. Right. And so mm-hmm. the folks who, the folks who I was working with on college applications that are going to be starting school in the fall, you know, a lot of the conversations that we had were around, do you really need to go away to school? Or if you're going to be online anyway, do you mm-hmm. really need to go, you know, to the expensive college or would it make more sense for you to go to a community college mm-hmm. for two years and save your mom and dad the money? and then transfer to where you want to go. Um, because at the end of the day, where you graduate from is what you put on your resume. And right. so, you know, just trying to think through alternative approaches to what what young people are exposed to. There's not a right way to do things. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that we miss. Absolutely. The mark we miss all the time with young people is teaching them that there's a right way to do things mm-hmm. as opposed to teaching them how to maximize and optimize resources being strategic so that's Mm -hmm. that's the work that we do that's good that is that's very good and so um do you find that you know posing that question to them as far as or them asking that question as far as like should I stay locally you know and then transfer to the school that I want do you find that that put uh that puts um most people at ease by saying okay because they're probably thinking I still have the support of home base and uh-huh. now I get to feel and see what college is like. Now I can transfer. No, the kids hate it. The parents love it. <laughs> the kids hate it, right? So okay. once again I'm in this I'm in this awkward I'm in this awkward space between the parents and the kids. The the okay. parents are like, that makes total sense. And yes, yes. that's what we're gonna do. And the kids okay. are like, Why are you raining on my parade? Absolutely exactly. not. So. Okay. <laughs> they didn't gave you the side eye for real like Mrs. exactly for real connected the phone and everything uh-huh. <laughs> and like we don't need to go to her no more mama come on let's we figure this thing out on our exactly. own <laughs> but that's good that's good but when they look you know look back after they've gone down right. the road some five years later you know i should have took that advice so you know mm-hmm. weigh all your options young people Definitely. parents you know Help them, you know, decision making is a lifelong process, no matter what, what age you are, what stage you are, how much you know. But like you said, you know, trying to make the right decision generally is more what is the best decision at this time, I think. So, all right. All right. So is it common for you to hear when you do talk to people? I'm not just going to say young people because Uh uh, in my late twenties, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm not sure what I want to do. Lord, what is my purpose? That was a prayer. God, what is my purpose in this season? Because I was a trained hairstylist and I did uh, hair professionally for almost 20 years. Um, and being in the, I was, uh, my husband was active duty. And so we're, we're PCSing every, you know, two and a half to three years. And so by the time everything is going, um, the client base is there. Oh, gotta go. Yeah. 
So uh-huh. I really wanted something that was just a little more solid um, to where I wasn't. It was taking me so long to start over again. So that for me, uh-huh. that was my question. God, what is my uh-huh. purpose? How, you know, what is it that I'm supposed to be? doing? I just felt like I was kind of like in an impasse while I enjoy doing hair um, and I enjoy the women that God allowed me to encounter. Here's what I found by taking a, you know, taking a pause and asking that question. The relationship that I built with these women, it, they were, um, they were loving, they were intimate, they were uh, confidential conversations that were had. And I felt uh, drawn to helping them. And a lot of times um, I'd be praying for them and they didn't even know. And I didn't even realize that was something that I was doing. And then um, I was like, I I think I want to do counseling, you know? So uh, I got interested in in doing that and started going to school for that. So It, it, you know, it's it's worth asking those questions no matter where you are. But I'm wondering, uh, how do you help people uh, navigate through that? You know, I'm not yeah. sure what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I will say, like, I think, you know, folks that were in your position as a beautician or barber or, you know, sometimes a bartender, those are the folks who are in a greater position mm-hmm. for counseling. Um, and a lot of, it's, <laughs> it's sort of true. like informal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you are, you're, you're, you're hearing everything firsthand and, and unfiltered too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, you know, kudos to, to you and all of the other people in your, um, in your space who, who take on the burdens of other people and look to the challenges that people are having. And then go a step further to even pray for them. God bless you for that. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, um, how to work through that again is a, it's a, it's a little bit of a process. And so it's one of the things that I kind of spell out in, uh, my book, my first book, Life Light. Um, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're trying to pursue purpose, there's, there's three or four different steps, I think. Um, okay. I think the first thing is, is distinguishing between work, and purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sometimes people have to have a job to pay the bills, right? And it's a job. It doesn't necessarily align with your purpose. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily feed into your purpose. Uh, it may have nothing to do with it, but it pays the bills. And so I think um, that's the first thing is to make that distinction. You know, mm-hmm. in a position where you can do work that is sort of related to your purpose. Um, or, or, or are you able to do purpose work full time? I think mm-hmm. people who are able to do purpose work full time have the ultimate benefit because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. fulfilling. You know what I mean? You don't, you're not, you don't have that tension between work and purpose. Right. Um, and so to uncover it, it's really a, a process of inquiry, right? And so it's, mm-hmm. it's asking the questions of yourself. What are the things that make you most fulfilled? What, you know, is it in giving to other people? Is it, mm, you know, mm. is it serving? Is it, what What are the things that make you most fulfilled? Um, is it working alone? Is it, you know, crafting? Or what are the things that make you happy um, and most fulfilled? What are the things that you feel like are, are really um, unique to who you are as a person where no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how the situation and the environment changes around you, 
you will do those things. Like it's a natural, it, it naturally kind of just flows out of you. Um, and so through inquiry and, and self-reflection and prayer, a lot of times, um, you know, folks can, can sort of start to narrow into what, mm-hmm. you know, what are the things that I enjoy? What, what am I, what do I feel like I'm purpose to do? Um, and I know in the church, a lot of times we associate calling with purpose, but I think mm-hmm. it's different. Um, oh, okay. I think that calling, I think that calling, um, they, they can certainly overlap. I think in many mm-hmm. ways, a lot of these different areas overlap, but I think calling is unique to your, um, your, your, uh, spiritual assignment. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that purpose can be associated with it, but for people who are not spiritual, they still have purpose. And so right. for me, it is, is trying to help people find that regardless of what, what your faith might be is mm-hmm. how do, how do we key into the things that really make you fulfilled as a person? Um, I would love it if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, like, right, I would right, love right. all that. But if you don't, I can still help you get, that's good that is good um i know i was reading an article this week um it's called discerning spiritual discernment uh-huh. where it's written by uh dennis Hort- horton and so it was just showing different approaches to how you understand God's will in your life. And uh-huh. so I was, so I was reading that I was actually reading it for an assignment. And then the, um, what I was, rem- what I remember reading in this other book, uh, it's called spiritual formation. It was talking about your calling, your calling. A lot of times uh, it, um, you realize that you're operating in your calling when you're passionately doing something, you love doing it and you're doing it, doing it in a way that it brings honor to God. And it's also a blessing to you. So um, for me, I'm like, okay, I can see that because um, I, I like, I love um, talking with people listening more than anything, listening to people as they um, try to navigate through the different uh, things that are going on in their lives. And when we can reach together at a point to where, you know, they're they're beginning to hear God's voice over um, their own voice, over the uh, the negative self-talk and um, the um, where once where there was no uh, self-awareness or self-worth or anything like that. Those things are starting to build and you can actually, I guess, challenge old ways of thinking. And then you can, Uh again, start to hear what God is saying. And so when you hear what God is saying, and so when you can hear that, then, you know, you're like, oh, I am really good at that. Or I am really talented with that. God, how will you use that in my Uh life? So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I'm, I'm, I definitely, uh, agree with you as far as, you know, even if a person is not like a person of faith, they don't have the same, you know, um, beliefs that you do. There is purpose. We all have purpose in this earth. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. So, um, 
I know that you are a woman of faith and I'm just wondering, uh-huh. how do you incorporate a holistic approach to career counseling? Because when you're working with someone, you don't set your faith aside. But at the same uh-huh. time, I know that you're not trying to impose who you are on them. But it's the thing that allows you to operate in your gifting, the fact that, you know, you have a foundation of faith. So how do you incorporate uh, a holistic approach to you know, counseling, career counseling someone. Yeah. So I think uh, two things. I I just do the work, right? Eventually it'll show up. If if we are kindred spirits, eventually it'll show up. And, and um, you know, sometimes it can be me saying something and somebody say, oh my God, I was just praying about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Now, now I understand mm-hmm. that we're on the same page. The door's been um, open. Yeah, absolutely. So, so is that, and then I think also what you mentioned before is just discernment. Like, um, you know, I, that, that goes before me and everything that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. because the one thing that I don't want to do at this point in my life is to get outside of God's will. Like I am so settled into and so comfortable in only doing what God wants me to do, only being where God wants me to be that, um, the, you know, the minute that that I feel like something is off or wrong, then I don't even entertain it mm-hmm. anymore. So, so discernment it. always goes first. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely leads the way. And so, you know, in my mind, I don't have to show up and say that I'm a person of faith. Again, it just it will eventually there, become right. relevant if mm-hmm. it's necessary. And then, and then to your point, like sometimes, you know, it might be me stepping away from the conversation and praying for someone and them never knowing that I, that, that I did that. Um, so yeah, so I just do the work. I just, I (laughs) I pray and I, you know, I believe God has positioned me, um, where I am to be able to do the things that I'm doing. And I take none of, I take no credit for it. I take none of it for granted. Um, and so, yeah, I just show up and do the work. Amen. His gifts, your gifts, the gifts that he gives you will make room for you. Yeah, he'll, he'll create a seat for you at the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make doors. All, all okay. Reconstruct all, the whole thing yes, for us. That's just how loving he is. He will he will shake yes. some things up on our behalf when we're in, you know, in position and doing the work that we need to do. It's, it's again, a collaborative approach, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am... I'm wondering, what would you tell young Ayana who was filling out the college applications and she's getting ready to enter her first year of college? What would uh-huh. you tell? Did you have it all together then? Or what would, looking back, what would you tell I thought her? I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that um, that time was so pivotal for, for me because I made a big mistake. Um, and it almost cost me the opportunity to go to school. And I think for me, in many ways, that, that might've been the launching point of me understanding relationship with Christ as an adult, Mm -hmm. um, because the mistake that I made was so profound that I had to pray. Like as a senior in high school, I had to, I had to make some real, real prayers and, um, (laughs) and so, and so I, I think, you know, looking back on that experience, I don't even really know that I would, would tell myself to do anything differently because um, anything that brings you closer to God, I think it's a, it's a helpful process. Yes, 
you know, it, it may not be perfect. It might not be mm-hmm. all roses, but if it helps you to, to see, um, if it helps you to see what you did wrong and it helps you to never, ever do those things again, I think that it's a great learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, more importantly, I think um, the, the relationship that was established for me at that time with Christ was absolutely necessary to carry me through my undergraduate experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even to the point of, of getting what I perceived was my calling. And so uh, I remember being a junior in uh, college and I had just finished pledging and I was into the whole big deal, mm-hmm. the whole big deal. And um, I remember feeling like this is a form of idolatry. Like I got to <laughs> step out of this because it's turning into, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. taking on a form of, of life that is bigger than what it should be for you. And if you don't um, back out of it now, you're going to make some mistakes, some more mistakes that are Mm going to be even more catastrophic. Mm -hmm. And so in doing that, I I stepped away and, um, and, and that's taboo, right? It's so taboo. Mm -hmm. It's it's completely is against the grain um, for what most people do and what most people believe. And I respect that, but everybody Mm -hmm. has their own journey. They do. And, um, I think because of that, I was, again, I was in a very unique position to hear from God. And it Mm -hmm. was like, I will never forget my experience in the summer between my junior and senior year. Uh, God was like pouring into me literally, like he was pouring and I was writing and he was talking Uh, as I was writing. Um, (laughs) And, and so from that, I was able to develop curriculum for, uh, what I called, it was a fasty students against sexual immorality. Um, and so to Mm. even talk about something like that on a college campus is even more taboo because everybody's having sex, right? Uh, and so, (laughs) and so, um, so yeah, so so I think again going back to your question, because I know that this was a long way to answer, but going back to your your question, please. I think um, I think I think the mistake that I made before going to school and the relationship that I developed with with God from that experience is what carried me through my entire undergraduate mm-hmm. experience. Um, and, and college is really a place where people go to find themselves like mm-hmm. that's where they develop into adults. But a lot of people find God in a real way in college. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell myself to do anything different. I wouldn't mm-hmm. give myself any advice other than to trust the process. Trust the process. And you know, it's, it's what stuck out to me and what you just shared with us is the fact that at some point you recognize that, okay, I've done this thing, but this is not for me. So you was like, okay, let me back up from this. And as soon as you did that, you were able to hear from God. In um in a more intimate way, a more audible way, because, you know, I'm listening, he talking and I'm listening. And so I think a lot of times um, we we leave and then we tend to put God on the shelf and then just go address him every now and then when, you know, things are out of our out of our hand when we can't. Um, really do things and I, you know, do it on our own. And I think a lot of times uh, we make the decisions without having consulted wise counsel, having thought about, you know, what are my, you know, what's my foundational belief about a certain thing? So um, I I can appreciate you sharing that because I know there's there have been times in my life, too. I went away to college um, and made some dumb choices. 
I'm like, I think that's a time when, you know, we are trying to figure out where do we fit in the world and um, we don't always think things through, but having, you know, something that uh, a, a yardstick, a measuring stick, having for me, for you, um, having a foundation of faith is that measuring stick because now we we don't have to do it by ourselves. We have an escort in life. We have the Holy Spirit that directs and said, girl, you know. Uh-uh, that's not for you. So, um, yeah. yes. And another thing is I had a really good mentor. Like, uh, she's my mentor <sighs> to this day. So, okay. you know, in, in many ways she became my mother. Um, and, and, ha- and her presence changed my life. I mean, mm-hmm. she taught me so many things, um, in particular about the Bible. She was, she was teaching a Bible study, uh, for, for the kids on campus. Mm-hmm. It, after cool. work, you know, after hours, it was totally voluntary. Um, but but her her mentorship has been uh, uh, meaningful to me at every every stage of my life since college, um, and and even to the point where there were some some periods where she was like, "I've never been in this place before, and I can't really guide mm-hmm. you the way you need to be guided. You need to find someone else who can help you, you know, in this particular." area and I respect that so much because that's another thing is a lot of times mentors people who have influence over other people Mm -hmm. are not are prideful to say I don't know or I can't help um and so I think having having a mentor or mentors in college is absolutely critical it is it is. I talk about I've talked about mentor and mentorship, and I really want to do a podcast uh, where I have several different people. But that is so important. And I think, like you said, I can respect her for saying I'm not sure that takes a person knowing themselves. And like you said, not being prideful to say, because that means I care enough about you not to give you the wrong information. And I think Mm -hmm. an important thing for us to know is that it's important to have a mentor that's done the thing that you want to do. So that means you can have more than one, but you know, you want to be prayerful and choose the right people and not uh, choose a mentor for only what you think they can do for you, but it's about having that relationship. And Mm -hmm. this obviously with you and um, her, it's been a life, a life journey, a life walk, Mm -hmm. you know, where she's been able to speak into your life and see you, you know, help you navigate through different areas of your life. So mentorship, I agree with you. It is so important. I know um, just leaving home when I was 20, um, listen I say God saw fit to put wise women in my path mm-hmm. and continue to this day I met this lady uh, five years ago when we first got here I was at the metro and let me tell you she and I we talk about once a week and I just I appreciate her she's you know just a little bit older than me but Wow. Just some of the godly wisdom that she uh, imports into me is, you know, I I just treasure that. And as well, Mm -hmm. you're a mentor. So you mentor um, young people uh, just at different times in their lives. So what Mm -hmm. what's that like? What's the mentor uh, relationship with you uh, and the young people that you mentor? Yeah, so um, you know how they always say, like, <laughs> young, 
and people keep you young. I, I mm-hmm. definitely think that that is, that is true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's like um, being a big sister, you know, mm-hmm. you can, I, I can, I can come pick you up from jail if I need to and won't nobody ever know about it. You know what right. I mean? And so, um, but, but also there is a sprinkle of, you know, that's not a good decision or think mm-hmm. about this or consider this perspective. So it is, and, and, and the benefit that I have had so far is that most of the, the young people that I've mentored are, are young people that I remember uh, from when they were younger. And so in mm-hmm. many ways, they are my babies. You know okay. what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, uh, but at the same time, it, so, it, so it is having the rapport with them, um, being able to actually hear, hear the same thing with regular clients, hear what mm-hmm. their problem is, and then trying to provide them with guidance that is useful. But then to, to the point that we both made earlier is, you know, if it's something that I can't, offer or you know I've never done it before I'm not familiar with that then I will redirect them to someone or some other resources that I might have or may you know may may be able to locate for them to help them find um find what they need and then also uh I I think the benefit of having me as a mentor is I can also share resources so a lot of times I'll see things pop up and I'll send it to them I'm like hey did you see this they're like no oh my goodness where did you find this so so it it it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to watch young people develop and grow. Yes, it um, is. and and so I'm I'm very the more you talk about all these things that I'm doing, the more I realize how fortunate I am yeah. to really be in these positions uh, to impact impact change in mm-hmm. people's lives. That's awesome. That is awesome. That that in itself, just like I I think intercession is a holy trust, you know, being in a relationship with someone who God has called you to be that person or be a part of their journey. I think that is definitely a holy trust that he allows us to come alongside of people, you know, during specific times in their lives. So uh, I too, I don't take it lightly, you know, when uh, he makes those uh, divine decisions for us. Um, So, Tell me, um, what are some of the key life nuggets? I know you talked about, um, you know, how the young people, your babies, you know, you've seen them, you know, grow from (laughs) grow from little kids to now. But what are some key nuggets or maybe two nuggets that you've shared with them as they start this journey of adulting? You know, adulting is right there on the horizon. They're 18. They're, you know, grown, I guess, but not grown, grown. You know, I, I have a 22 year old and. I'm I'm grateful that she still um she seeks wise counsel. But uh-huh. anyway, what are some of the key nuggets that you uh give them just so that they kind of like take that along with them in yeah. their journey? So the first one is definitely to make hard decisions. And so, you know, going back to counting up the cost, that's something that mm-hmm. I believe in, you know, uh adamantly about everything that you do in life. If there's a decision I was uh, working with one of my young ladies uh, and she was, there was a class that she wanted to take. And if she, if she took the class, there were some other implications that came along with it. And so mm-hmm. we talked through it, like count up the cost. You know, if this okay. is something that you really want, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. And do you see, do you see the pros outweighing the cons? If so, then this might be something that might, it's, it's going to, you're going to have to get up earlier. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to work a little bit harder. Yes, but if it's something that you really want to do, it's worth the sacrifice. You, you will go. you will reap reap the benefits at the end. So mm-hmm. so definitely making smart decisions and counting up the costs. Um, and then I think the other thing is just not doing something that um, that that can't be erased, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. you yes. know, <clears throat> like here's the line. Mm-hmm. You know, stay this far away from the line. Don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm for those of you that are listening, I'm I'm doing about an inch with my <laughs> fingers. You know, stay 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 this far away from the line. Don't don't go over the line. You know, whatever mm-hmm. that line might be, the line that your parents have established, the line that the university has established the line for your own personal well-being, you know, like have fun, enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that, do it and make smart decisions. Don't do right. something that can't, that you can't erase in the future. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense because the thing that I try to tell, um, my young people is I'm like having a relationship with God. God is not some uh, kill joy. He wants us to enjoy life here on this earth. The thing is, I'm like, uh, and, and he doesn't say that you're some perfect person. You're a perfect being. You have to be this, this, and this. No, he wants you to go out and have fun, but there can be valued fun. There can be fun based with boundaries, you know, safe boundaries and fun with, you know, just knowing who you are. When I know who I am and the people that are in my life accept me for who I am, I don't have to try to do or be anything else but me. And that's all I know to be. So I'm not, you know, so I don't pick their music that they're playing, but we not about to come up in here with, you know, just no any kind of riffraff. <laughs> so, we, you know, we're going to remain uh, respectful. But at the same time, you know, you get in my car, you're going to listen to a gospel uh, playlist uh, unless my son <laughs> got in the car before me and hooked his phone up to it. But I don't try to make it try to make them be anything but what God has created them to be. So right. that way they don't have to leave my home and say, I got to try all of this stuff yeah, because yeah. I couldn't do it when I was at home with my mom. No, I want you to experience life here so we can help you with some decisions. If you've made um, the wrong decision or the wrong choice or uh-huh. made a mistake or what have you. So this is your safe um, training ground. So uh-huh. I, I just think, um, I think that's important that um, they know about, you know, you can have fun, but you don't have to have the type of fun that becomes unsafe. Right. So, and just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you need to do come it. Come on now. Thank you. Thank you. Don't mess up your chances, your opportunity by not knowing your limits. Know your uh-huh. limits. Walk away. If there's uh-huh. nothing else we can say, walk away, you know, yeah. and, and stay safe. Um, so Ayana, you've written two books and one came out last year during the pandemic, right? Yeah. I know 2019, um, your book came out. So 2019 and 2020 young, uh, ma'am, you've been busy. (laughs) Talk to us about that. And then, oh my Uh, goodness, I'm sitting around um, here. I'm not going to even talk about me, but my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, Life Light is um, Life Light is is a it's a it's a collection of experiences that I had where I wish someone would have given me more information, right? And so we're okay. talking about this whole thing with young people, and mm-hmm. I think as a young person, as a as a 
a developing adult, um, you know, if somebody would have sat me down and said, like, look, see this, this, and this, or don't do this, this, and this, or consider mm-hmm. this, this, and this, I think that I could have been a little bit more strategic about the way that I handle things in life. And so not that I regret them. I don't believe mm-hmm. in regret. Um, but I think that, you know, simple things like if you're going to buy a house, buy a house in a neighborhood that has a good school district. Because if mm-hmm. you don't, you're going to have to pay for your child to go to private school. Nobody ever told me that. So we <laughs> spent all this money on this house mm-hmm. and the, the the school system is trash. And so now I got to pay <laughs> an extra thousand dollars a month to send my child to private school. So just little things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, or how to protect my peace, you know, how to identify mm-hmm. what is, what is preventing mm-hmm. me from, uh, being able to to create boundaries around my peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so so again, it's, it's it's a collection of lessons, uh, not in any particular order. They I cover everything from trauma to um, walking through the journey, understanding mm-hmm. how to have perspective. Um, I talk about grace. I talk about mm-hmm. uh, freedom. Like it, it's just a it, it is a collection of reflections mm-hmm. and uh, uh, lessons. I think that I learned. Um, and so, and, and it's intended to help people who might be in the same space, uh, right. who are who are looking for that guidance, who don't have the guidance in the same way that I did. So that's what Life Light, uh, Life Light came out in 2019, um, and then in 2020, when the pandemic kicked off, I got this urge to write um, to to create a self care book. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all need it, right? We, we've been in the pandemic at this point now for a year. And mm-hmm. this time last year, I didn't think that we would be here, you know, for a whole Still, year. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I was pushing to try to get it out before the pandemic ended and we're still here. Um, time's up is, um, it, it's, a, it's the same kind of thing. I really do really more workbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a read. It's not something you just sit down and read. Even with Life Light, there's work that needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. So if you read the, the top chapter in Life Light, you're not just going to breeze through it. It's going to require you to think and to do right. some work. Um, and so Time's Up is the same way, but Time's Up is a 52-week um, self-care strategy book. So a lot of times the challenge, you know, the thing that I talked about in Time's Up is that you know, when you when you have a hard time disciplining yourself to do the things that you need to do, you hire somebody to do it. If you can't get the <laughs> get the weight off by yourself, you hire a trainer, right? right? So so the book is intended to serve that purpose for people who can't find the time for self care or can't, you know, figure mm-hmm. out what do I you know, you I got the time now, what do I do for self care? Um, it provides you with a strategy where once a week at a minimum there's a, there is a an action or um, an exercise that you can do to take care of yourself. So, and it's okay. and not physical exercise, but like, you know, it could be something like go outside and look at the clouds and there's some mm. direction around, you know, what do you do when you look at the clouds? So again, it's not just like, go look at the clouds. It's like, what do you see? What do mm-hmm. you feel? You know, how do you process those emotions? Um, there's, there's a requirement for how long you have to do it so that it's not just some futile exercise. Mm-hmm. It really is a meaningful thing. Yes. Uh, and then I also provided quite a bit of resources to help people. Like, you know, um, one of the things that they say for adults is that we don't play enough. So there's a, uh, there's a week dedicated to play. And so there are parameters around what that looks like. 
um, mm-hmm. to kind of help people just quickly settle into it. So it's not a big, you know, you're not wasting a lot of time thinking or trying to figure out how to do it. It, it, it makes it simple. That's good. That is really good, especially I like um, just the visualization of your saying, you know, just go outside, being mindful of that and not just, OK, it's a nice day. But what emotion comes from that? So when we're self-aware of things, when we're being aware of things and being mindful of things, it kind of, you know, it changes the course of how we're doing things. It's not just so mundane that, sure. oh, it's a pretty day. No, this is a nice day and this nice day makes me feel like, you know, this, this and this. So time's up, self-care and life light, you know, just a collection of stories. And what I like about when we share our stories, we share our testimonies is that we learn that we're not the only one that's experienced it or that you're not alone in this life you know some uh-huh. somebody's else somebody else is here doing life with you so yeah. you know see guys check it out uh ayana's gonna let us know actually let us know now how we can how they can find the book how we can get in touch with you so tell uh-huh. us give us all your business tell us how we find <laughs> you. um the best way to get me is uh either through my website which is ayanathomas.com so a-y-a-n-a just one n um a-y-a-n-a thomas dot com. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, the books are there. You can contact me through the. There's a contact option on the website. All of my uh, services and credentials and everything are all there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so the website is really a good place for information. And then, if you just want to get to know me, uh, the <laughs> best thing to do would be to follow me on social media, either on Instagram or Facebook. On um, Instagram, I am at for you Liberty Rights. And then on Facebook, I'm on, uh, it's just Liberty Rights, just those two words. So, so that's the best way to contact me and to kind of stay in the know of what's going on in my world. Okay. All right. Well, I've so thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Before we end, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Uh, anything that I didn't cover? I told you I wouldn't hold you too long because, <laughs> guys, she she offers so many different services. And when you go to her website, you'll see I had gone to the website. And I'm like, uh, what's that? So I had to Google it. And <laughs> I'm like, OK, yeah, I know what that is. But um, I've so enjoyed our time and I appreciate Appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Um, sure. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know before we uh, close? No, I'm just so grateful. Again, I'm, I'm very grateful and I'm so proud of you for stepping out on what you're doing and for creating this space for other people to be able to share and to, to fellowship and to learn about each other to grow. So I'm just I'm just grateful to be here. So no, thank you. Nothing else to add. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we just thank you for joining us today on this episode of Can We Talk with Demi of Friends. Please join us again when we can talk more about life, love, relationships 
relationship, spirituality, and being the very best version of who you are created to be. Now, uh, remember to invite a friend so that we can have some good old conversations together, just like Ayana and I had. Uh, visit us on our social media page uh, for daily doses of inner, uh, encouragement uh, by going to Miss underscore Demi03 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, you can follow us on our Facebook page. It's uh, Demi Thompson, as well as going to our webpage for Demi and Company at www.demiandcompany.com. Now, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, make sure you're having those conversations that matter the most to you in your life. Be present in your moment with the people that matter the most to you. And until next time, talk it out.